Hallelujah. Oh, I'm going ahead to read this. You know, where we'll reach, we'll just reach. But let me go ahead and read this. It came out on 4th, was it not? In, uh, when does this Lord help me to get it? That was on uh, Wednesday, 4th of August. Wonderful things are here. The presence of God are here. Yeah, Wednesday, 2nd of August, actually, prayer service. Listen to this. As we prayed here, being here at the front, I heard this, and I said, I believe I've received some insight concerning times that we are living in. In 2 Timothy 3.1, talks about perilous times, dark times, fierce, hard to deal with, but that is of the kingdom of darkness. That is, not the manifest, that is the manifestation of the kingdom of darkness. Because you see, the enemy knows that his time is short and that he's about to be thrown into the lake of fire forever. But what about the children of light? Glorious times are ahead of them and they're about to enter into the, eternal, into the eternal liberty in Christ, even the redemption of their bodies. So they do not wait until that time because they're people of faith, they live by faith. Even when they are perilous times, they gaze at the glory. They expect the glory of God to manifest in their earthly bodies. For you see, as the scripture says, that we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. So because there are dark times, it does not have to be dark in your life. Light, the glory of God, should be visible in your life as you look at your Redeemer, as you anticipate even the powers of the age to come manifesting in your life. It's a great rehearsal of the things that you're about to enter into because the Son of God is coming soon. So you see, because of the future that he has in store for you, do not be like the, the people who walk in darkness, but stand as a person of the light, as children of light. And expect light. Expect the glory of God. Expect the leading of the Holy Spirit. And as you do this, your life becomes better and better. You do not have to say the words of the world people of doom, of darkness, of insufficiency, and I'll add, of taxes. No, say words of glory, sufficiency, glory, provision, strength to do the will of God. And do your assignment very well because you have been provided for by your Redeemer. Yours is not earthly, it is heavenly. Just as we have seen concerning the Son of God, he did not rely on the earth to accomplish the divine purpose for which he came for. He relied on the Father, he relied on the Holy Spirit to accomplish the will of the Father. It is the same with you, you have received the Holy Spirit. Heaven is standing, a great cloud of witnesses is standing, a witnesses is standing, cheering you on. So do not faint. Do not grow weary. Look at your Redeemer and keep on expecting that glory to just come around you, to manifest through you. And you will know provision. You will know divine health. You will know strength. You will know peace. You will know heavenly presence no matter where you are, no matter what happens in this life. It's available. Or you can talk the language of the world. Defeat, failure, high taxes, El Nino, all of them. But you can choose to say words of faith. 
Don't forget, church, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So we choose life by speaking words of God. No matter what happens, God is our provider. God has said he will never leave you nor forsake you. Just expect that. So I'm expecting that. I am expecting. Join us to expect the goodness of God. So let's go to a message you've entitled A Thankful Heart. A Thankful Heart. Thanksgiving is critical in your faith life. Thanksgiving is critical uh, in your faith life. Fast is the way to enter into God's presence. So it's very critical in your faith life. It's the way to enter into God's presence in Psalm 100 verse 4. He says, enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. And what follows next? Be thankful to him and bless his name. Be thankful to him and bless his name. That's Psalm 100 verse 4. And then in Psalm 95 verse 2 it says, Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. So you see, we enter into God's presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyful to, who, to him with the Psalms. So I will say this then. So a person who knows God's presence is the one who has cultivated a life of gratitude. A person who knows God's presence is the one who has cultivated a life of gratitude. Or a heart of gratitude still can be. That, that you, you choose to have a heart full of gratitude. Again, like what I was telling you earlier on, that don't put uh, God, so to speak, in a box. And don't try to define God according to experiences. Sometimes can be terrible experiences. Just believe him for his goodness to manifest in your life all the time, all day, church. Amen? People start coming to the end of the year and they start now, uh, you know, co complaining and don't know what. They, they, can, they look back and say, I haven't seen anything good, good that I've experienced this year. There are so many good things that you've experienced this year. By the reason that you are breathing even this morning, that is the manifestation of the goodness of God upon your life. You are breathing. That's the manifestation of God's goodness upon your life. So again, I say, so a person who knows God's presence is the one who has cultivated a life of gratitude. This is one of the major keys of knowing God's presence and dwelling in it. If you want to walk with God, you have to have that heart of gratitude, a thankful heart. In fact, I'll give you a scripture concerning the children of Israel. We find that in the book of Numbers and other scriptures, actually. They complained constantly until God says, I'm fed up, so to speak. I'm not going to be with these people anymore. Let's go there to Numbers 14. Now the Bible says whatever things were written were written for our learning. That, that we look at what they did and we, we make up uh, our minds that we are not to go that way. We're going to serve God and be faithful to him. 
But do you remember the, the 12 spies and 10 of them brought a, a bad report? And then two of them, they brought a good report. That's Joshua and Caleb. And then God says this. Listen to verse 11. Then the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people reject me? And how long will they not believe me with all the signs which I have performed among them? And then he says, I will strike them with a the pestilence and disinherit them, and I'll make you a nation greater and mightier than they. We know that Moses actually uh, interceded, and he, he, he prayed for them before the Lord. But then the Lord said this in response to the intercession of Moses. But, uh, he said this in verse 20. Then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to what? Your word. The people that can be delivered and ought to be delivered because of your word before the Lord. That's intercession. And then he says this. He says, but truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of God because all these men who have seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have put me to test now these ten times and have not heeded my voice. They certainly shall not see the land which I saw to their fathers, nor shall any of them who rejected me see it. And of course he says, because of, uh, then who remains is but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and he has followed me, he has followed me fully, I will bring him into the land where he went and the descendants shall inherit it. Look at verse 26. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, how long shall I bear with this word? evil congregation. God called them evil. And why is that so? Evil congregation who do what? Who complain against me. Complaining is evil before God. Now, you, you, your standard does not match up with the standard of God. It's God who said. He called them evil. How long will I bear with this evil congregation who complain against me? And what does he say next? I have heard the complaints of the children which the children of Israel make against me. And you can check out in your own time in, in Malachi chapter 3 verse 13. He tells his people also, your words have been harsh against me. Why God? Why? Why did this happen to me? Oh God, why have you forsaken me? He said, I'll never forsake you. I'll never leave you. Why would you tell him that? So let's, let's go over there. So, it's, so you see, like in, in, in Amos 3, 3 says, can two walk together unless they, in, they agree? Or they're in agreement? God, for us to dwell in God's presence, then we have to know thanks, thanksgiving. That we may walk with him. We may dwell in his presence. You can only experience true worship if you have a thankful heart. You can only experience true worship if you have a thankful heart. What is that? You are thankful. What is worship? What is worship? First, is, it starts actually with thanksgiving. Why? Because of what is done for me. Because of what he's done for you and I. 
So we can only experience true worship if we have thankful hearts. A thankful heart receives deeply with much adoration all that God has done for us. It's a thankful heart. You remember how long shall I bear with the evil congregation who complain against me? In essence, they are supposed to be what? Thankful. You've been redeemed from captivity. They had been in the land of Egypt for 430 years. They had seen so many signs, miracles, and wonders, and walking on the dry ground than any nation has, uh, uh, has ever experienced. But they are still complaining. They are still complaining. What were they supposed to have? Gratitude. Thankfulness before God. So again, I'll say that uh, such a person, the one who has a thankful heart, receives deeply with much adoration all that God has done for him or for her. Much adoration. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy and for your grace. Such a person leans entirely on the Lord's goodness no matter what they go through. I, was, I wanted to read this scripture. Let me read it uh, in uh, John chapter 16. I didn't get it on time. The Amplified Version from verse 33, verse 33 John 16, 33. Jesus said this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you'll have tribulation and trials and distress. Anyone who knows what that means? Trials, tribulations, distress, and frustration. Anyone who's ever been frustrated? I've been frustrated sometimes by even motorists in front of me. Some I don't know why they go on the road and they're not thinking. You understand? They can't move. Finally, you pass them and you realize they're being on phone. I think sometimes, now this is personal opinion, okay? Sometimes it's the, the taxi drivers. They get lost. They don't use a Google map properly. So they get lost and they just sometimes block people who want to, to move in front. I, I, sometimes I get frustrated. I thought you were saying, yes, yeah, true. Because I, I talk with the vehicle and Tina says they can't hear you. Yeah, but I've said it. <laughs> Frustration. But be of good cheer. Take courage. I charge you in the name of Jesus. It's the living word of God. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Certain. Undaunted. For I, overcome, I, have, I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you. And I have conquered it for you. That's victory church. A victory church. Victory faith church. Right there, that's victory. I have conquered it for you. To walk in victory all the time. So when you see, look at this. When you see tribulation, trials, distress, frustration, go to the other side of the coin. Be of good cheer. Take courage. 
Be confident, certain, undaunted. He overcame the world, deprived it of, its, of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. He's the God with a small g of this world, so he is toothless if you walk in faith and you walk by faith. He's toothless. Praise God. So thanksgiving, just what I've said there, look at this. You, you, you can choose to be, to be frustrated, distressed, trials, and focus on that. But do you know what thanksgiving does? It's just thanking God for courage, for confidence of what you've done, he's done, and for being certain that he'll deliver you because he said he'll never leave you nor forsake you, for being undaunted because you know he's our victor. And look at this. Let me make a statement. Such a person entirely leans on the Lord's goodness no matter what they go through. No matter what they go through. They lean on God's goodness. Thanksgiving focuses on the goodness of the Lord. If we start, if, if I, I had the microphone here and we start talking about the things that you have gone through, the challenges, right here, all of us will leave this church uh, depressed. We start giving quote-unquote testimonies. Praise the Lord again. Praise the Lord. The devil has been running after me. Praise the Lord again. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He almost broke my neck. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord again. I mean, you, all of us here will go out of church this way. But let me tell you something that will cheer you up. You start looking at the word of God. You start looking at the goodness of God. Hallelujah, what is done for you in this year. You start focusing on that. Do you know what your spirit does? Just rises up. Hallelujah. Anyone of you have gone through some challenges this year? Anyone? What about victories? You've experienced victories even in the midst of those challenges. Say thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, his good and his mercy endures forever. So thankful, uh, thanksgiving focuses on the goodness of the Lord. And the goodness of the Lord. We remove our attention from the enemy and to God. And that, you know what that does? It attracts his presence to deliver us from the will of the devil. We remove our focus from the devil. Oh, the devil this. You hear some believers, oh, the devil this. Oh, the devil this. Even strangled me in my dreams. Oh, come on now, rise up. <laughs> As you hear, especially men here as I go in the 90s, when I gave my life to Christ, you hear people, oh, pastor. I've had so many bad dreams. They're always running after me. And I keep running. And, I keep, and they're about... They're about to catch me. Then I say, Jesus. Then I wake up. They shouldn't. <laughs> you should sleep like a lion. Do you know one time told me that you are snoring at night? I said, that's a good place to be. That's a lion. That's what a lion does. Gazelles don't come around. 
You see that's focusing on the goodness of the Lord. <laughs> oh, that's a lion. Praise God. Now look at this. Psalm 118. Saying about focusing on the goodness of the Lord. Psalm 118 verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for what? He's good. Why do we give thanks to him? For he is good. For his mercy endures forever. Forever. Hallelujah. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thanksgiving focuses on what? God's goodness. Do you have one thing you can thank God for? Then lift up your hands and thank him. Hallelujah. Thank him. Thank him. Just thank him for that one thing you can thank him for. That's focusing on his goodness. I had this scripture some, some weeks ago. I mean, I had this word from the Lord some, some weeks ago. Many of my people say that, say that I'm good, but they still associate me with evil. Many God's people will say God is good, but they still associate, associate God with evil. There's no evil with God, in God. There's no even shadow of turning in him. Nothing, church. Everything good comes from God. Every good and perfect gifts, gift comes from God. That's the goodness of God. You see, if you put him in, into just your experience, something bad you experience, you know, oh, you know, I don't know what happened, but God made this to happen. No, he didn't. The thief does not come to steal, does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I came, Jesus said, that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Super abundant, surpassing. That's the goodness of God, church. I want you to focus on the Lord's goodness. That will accelerate so many things in your life. Even these few days remaining to the end of the year. And what does, what does that do? It will open a door to enter into 2024 with much expectation. Don't accept even one complaint to just come into your mouth, through your mouth. And you know some of you are about to face also your siblings, huh? your brothers, your sisters. And the moment you see them, you see them imperfect, just like you. Two imperfect people gathering over Christmas. In your house, you do it in this way, but now you are not in, the, in, in your house. You are, in, the, you are in, in a gathering. So just enjoy. Amen. Oh, I'm the one who likes ordering. Can we have dinner by such and such a time? And you realize people are not even thinking of that time. <laughs> they eat late, they wake up full. <laughs> now that's me. We eat, Till and I have our dinner early. So we don't think of uh, having 9, 30, 10 o'clock chapati and beans. <laughs> no one heard me say that. And he thought like, what's the problem? I will sleep 9, 30, 10. I can have chapati and beans at 9 and 10, 10 o'clock, but I'll still sleep. 
For me, I feel like I'm digging that night. Yet I'm going to sleep. Professor Joy, you need to advise the congregation. Light meals at night. <laughs> but Thanksgiving focuses on the Lord's goodness. So listen this. Don't associate God with evil. You, you remember in Luke chapter, chapter 11, Jesus said, ask, and you shall receive. Knock. Oh, let, let's go over there. So many things I can say from the scriptures, but this comes up. So let's go there. In Luke 11, from verse 9. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be given. Uh, knock, sorry. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Did you see that? Everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, does what? Finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. And then it goes to, if a son asks for bread from any father among will you give him a stone? Come on, let me hear your answer. If he asks for a fish, will you give him a serpent instead of a fish? If a son... If, or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Why will he find them, even scorpions in this city? Scorpion, actually, they are associated. Remember in Luke 10, 19, about trading upon serpents and scorpions. Now they are associated with the, with the devil, evil. But look at this. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? What's your answer? Much more. He gives good gifts to his children. That's the goodness of God. So focus on God's goodness. Thanksgiving focuses on God's goodness. One of the characteristics, characteristics of, the rebel, of the rebellion against God at the end times that we are living in, end of end times, is unthankfulness. It's unthankfulness. Church, we must put our trust in God. Entirely. Men can disappoint you. I'm talking men, I'm not talking about men and women. You, you understand? Don't, don't, don't look at your husband and say, yes, I knew that. Men can disappoint you. <laughs> but if our focus is in God, we'll always, always be thankful for his goodness all the time, church. I really am so thankful. Now, this was instruction to me, okay? I really am so thankful when the Lord told me, he started dealing with me after I gave my life to Christ, Tell me, I don't want you to borrow from people. Okay. I've showed Tina the, the books that I wrote in the 90s. I don't want you to borrow from people. Okay. We are used in the culture, used to the culture of borrowing. At least me on growing up. So he told me that. And, oh, it was difficult initially. 
I remember one time, I used to go to a certain kiosk. Now, it is me, okay? He was dealing with me. But I'm telling you, 27 years later, I am so thankful because I'm free from men. I'm really free. If you have your 100 billion, that's yours. I won't talk to you if we're having dinner, you know, talking to you in a, in a way to suggest. I won't. You know, mungu. Anaitaji baraka. You've ever heard people say that? No, you'll never hear me say that, 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 that thing. Israel. When did you go to Israel? They at war. Where did you get yours? <laughs> but I remember this particular one. He told me, don't even go to that kiosk and ask for things, you know, to pay later. How is me? He knew what he was doing. I used to go to a kiosk and I tell that mom, I'll come, I'll pay later, give me that, 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 that. So he gave me. She will give me. That day a certain brother came to my house. Not to my house, sorry, to my room. I stayed in a room in Dandora. That time I was in phase five. And then he came in the morning and I left. And, and I knew inside of me, God had already instructed me, don't go to that kiosk asking. In, you know the way you, you can say, I'll pay by Friday. Huh? And Friday cometh. And you're going back. And you don't have that money. And you don't go say to apologize. You just pass this way. You know that's not God. So anyway, he already told me and I knew the instruction. Then this brother came and I didn't have any money. So I stood up and I said, I'm coming back in a moment. I went and took bread and, and some eggs and I don't know what, milk, I'm not so sure now. I took that and I'm telling you the truth. If I was speaking the old King James Version in the words of Jesus, I'll tell you verily, verily, this happened. I came back as I entered in with my debt and disobedience. When I entered in, he said, Oh, Davis, I have to leave now. I said, what do you mean leave? I've, bought, I've brought this for you. I said, no, no, no. You didn't ask me. I already had tea. I'm full. No, please. I'm thinking like I'm going into debt because of you. I'm disobeying God because of you. He said, no, I have to leave. He left me. And in that table, I had a bed by the side. And I had a long table in, in the middle. All that was left. And I'm thinking, God, how miserable I am. Just disobeying you and being proud that he came to the house and had nothing to offer to him. Give him a drink, a cup of water. It's scriptural. Oh, I felt bad. And you know, you can't go back to the kiosk. And... <laughs> I couldn't do that. <laughs> I couldn't do that. I'm telling you, it took time to pray off that one. Just that one. I'm telling you the truth. That's what happened. Oh, I made up my mind. I was showing Tina recently of the books that I will write, my notebooks. I said, I made up my mind. I'm not going to borrow anymore. And the moment I started doing that, I, I wish I would tell you that, it, that provision came that night. No, the following day is not coming. But you are in obedience. 
And I'm grateful to God that I'll never stand here to manipulate you to give me anything. I'm freed from men. I have to put my trust in God. And of late I realized that he will speak to people even in their dreams. He told Abimelech in Genesis 20, behold, you are a dead man. In other words, if I needed money, he can tell someone, behold, you are a dead man. If you don't give money to store. <laughs> he does. He does. I'm actually meditating on that and several other scriptures concerning God's provision. Church, God's provision is available. But listen to this. You cannot rely on the world system to meet your needs. You can't. It's failing quickly. Have you noticed? If you haven't noticed, then you were born yesterday. So one of the characteristics of the rebellious, uh, rebellion against God at the end of end times is un unthankfulness. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, he says, by, by, by this, but know this, know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. And what follows? For men will be lovers of themselves. Have you noticed that? Uh, women, by the way, that is, that is it's not gender-based, okay? Men and women, mankind. Men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that? Or did you know that you don't have to have money to love money? You can be poor but love money. Oh, you don't know that? Okay, men will be lovers of money and boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, and what follows next? I'm thankful. Can you imagine loving money, boast, boastful, proudful, being a blasphemous person, disobedient to parents, is put together with unthankfulness? It's evil before God. Church, don't take that lightly. Don't take that lightly. It might be what is stopping your provision, your deliverance, just right there. I'm thankful. Don't take that lightly. Practice, exercise, gratitude. I don't know if I'll ever forget this. Uh, Mr. Fuba said one time that he sent, he was here, I think, ministering on a Sunday, how he sent money to some people by M-Pesa, uh, 10,000. And two weeks later, they had not even responded. And then he called them. We asked them, did you receive the money? Mulipata pesa. Eh, tulipata lakini ukutuma ya kutoa. And then... <laughs> And then he said, It's a good answer right there. Can you imagine? Ah, that's unthankfulness. Ungratitude. And it was out of, it, it was out of gen his generosity. They didn't owe him anything. And still say that. Now, church, God against ungratitude. Be thankful. I, I, was telling, I was telling the pastors in uh, Kitale that I have been given. Oh, let me, let me put it this way. It's so good when your uh, ministers of the gospel know this. 
someone may give me an, an uh, you know, uh, something like an, an envelope or money. I don't have to open it. Tell you, watch any fungwe alafu nione takupa maumbigani. You understand that? I don't have to. I will pray, and I was telling them, I will pray as if I have received 20 million. 20 million. And sometimes I've forgotten about that. And then come real, oh, there's this envelope. Listen, that's faith. Your faith will work if you are grateful, you're unthankful. Listen, men do not meet, need, meet yours and my needs. God does. So our focus should be to him, on him alone, church. I really want you to know that. Even the government does not meet your needs. Good governance is important. But listen to this. That's not our, that's not our, our, uh, our provider. The government is not our provider. God is. So God against unthankfulness. You see, it's put together with those sins. Do you, do you enjoy being around people who love money? Huh? You live and condemn them, that's all. You live and quote the scriptures, the love of money is the root of all evil. Do you enjoy being around people who boast? Oh, I've bought this, I 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 have bought this, and you haven't bought anything. Do you love being around such people? What about pr pr proud people? What about blasphemous people? Parents, what about disobedient ones to you? Do you love being around such people? Listen to this. It's as grievous as being unthankful. Don't forget that. It's as grievous to God as being unthankful and being unholy. So choose right now. Make that decision. I'm going to be thankful. I am going to be thankful no matter what happens. I will lift up thanksgiving. You wake up in the morning, bless the Lord, oh my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy, his holy name. I bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall be in my mouth. What? Continually. Church, choose that. And I choose that too. Being grateful. Being thankful. Let's go to John 6. John 6. Let's look at this miracle of Jesus. John 6. Let me do a bit of reading here. Verse 1, after these things, Jesus went into the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Then a great multitude followed him because they saw his signs, which he performed on those who are diseased. So that's, that's the reason they are following him. And Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover feast of the Jews was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seen a great multitude coming toward him. He said to Philip, 
Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? Look at verse 6. Pay attention to verse 6, please. Because there's a point there I'm going to bring uh, at some point. A point I'm going to bring at some point or later. But this he said to test him. Why is that so? For he himself knew what he would do. All right? For he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of, of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. Are you seeing that? That amazes me. He says, two denarii, 200 denarii worth, worth of bread is not sufficient, sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. So they are talking of little, insufficiency, and all those, little, little, everything. One of his disciples, Andrew Simon's Peter brother, said to him, there's a lad here who has five barley loaves and two what? Small, everything was small around there. Small fish. But what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, make the people sit down. For what? We know what we have. But they had seen miracles. They knew that his word carried power. Now there was much grass in the place, so when the men sat down, in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had done what? Given thanks, right there. That's the word, by the way, Eucharist you. You know, you came from the Eucharist. You know, you used to tell to be, if you Holy Communion, you told you what? Eucharist, you remember that? But that's the word, the Greek word, Eucharist you, which is still giving thanks. And it's associated with thanksgiving and also associated with the Holy Communion. I'll show you how from the scriptures. But look at this. So he took the loaves and when he had given thanks, why would he give thanks for that, that which is not even enough for the people? That's the beginning of a miracle in your life right there. Thanksgiving is in the beginning of a miracle right there in your life. You're in a situation, right there, that attitude of thanksgiving. He lifted up, he said he gave thanks, and then when he did that, he distributed to the, them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish, as much as they needed. As much as they needed. Is that the answer? Uh, is that what he says, as much as they needed? I'm teaching you how to read the scriptures. Listen, as much as they wanted, the gluttonous went full. The evidence was big people with big appetites, they were just full. The evidence was they left baskets full. So I can say authoritatively from God's word, God just doesn't need, doesn't want to meet your needs. He wants to meet even your wants. <laughs> Your wants. As much as they wanted. And, and, and go, go forward, please, there. So when, when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. So let me say some things regarding that. <clears throat> so the door opener there, actually, was Thanksgiving. I can talk about... Uh, uh, your offerings and your seed. I encourage you, church, all the time. Before you give, 
you give like here or give online, always take time to honor the Lord and thank him with your offering. In the New Testament dispensation, the New Covenant, the high priest is Jesus. We find that in the book of Hebrews. The high priest is Jesus. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Tina and I go before him with our tithes and offerings, and we say we bring, we've brought our tithes, we've brought our offerings to worship the Lord our God. And I like saying this, and I'm putting this, uh, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, I'm putting this all tithes, I'm putting this offering into your hands, and you've never changed. As you lift it up to the Father, I lift up thanksgiving, because there's multiplication that happens all the time if we place it into the hands of the Master. He multiplies it. He multiplies that which we give to Him all the time. So then, but it was opened by the word thanksgiving. Now look at this. Remember the word that I told you to Mark in verse 6? But this he said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Now, what about us? 1 Thessalonians 5.18. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. He says, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Thanksgiving is so simple until we miss it out. It's so simple. It's so simple until many times it's so easy to miss it out. I was taught by my mom, especially my mom, when you were growing up, after eating, take the plate and say thank you, mom. Thank you, ma'am. What is that? It's teaching you to be, to be grateful. You, you see what I'm saying? Do you know actually we give thanks for food that has been brought to us? We thank God for provision. It's so simple. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. But we are taught this. You know, my mom wouldn't call, call me and I said, Eh! Eh! That won't happen. Mom would call and say, yes, mom. You, you see what I'm saying? Now, now you better teach your children. Because that will bring honor and favor. Whatever, whatever place they go to. I, I tell you, every place I go to, I find favor. Seriously, that. With total strangers. Because I treat them with honor. I remember that, that, that Indian man in Kitale. And he went in and, uh, and, he, and he started, I don't know what he was saying, we, we are with Dr. Uh, John Walime, we call, some of you call him Kisangani. But we started talking and I don't know what he said, and I said, yes, sir. Uh, and I said, yes, sir. He said, no, 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 don't call me, sir. Don't call me. I said, no, yes, sir, that's fine. But, but he was just happy for us to be around. And the other, the other man who came on, the the one of our, a restaurant, he bought for us some, some things. He said, I'll, I'll do this for you. And then he came and said, he's very known in, in, a, in Kitale. He's an Indian man too. He came and sat next to us and he started talking. When he was told, he was told by Dr. John Kisiangan uh, that uh, this is uh, my, my pastor uh, and this is uh, a deacon in that same church. 
And then he said, oh, he's a pastor. I'm coming to sit down. I want to talk to you. So he sat down. He's a Muslim. So he started talking so many things. He's, he's, he's uh, so generous in what he does. So generous. Well known for his generosity. And we started talking and we started telling him also what you do in Masabit. And he, he was so excited. He was so excited now hearing all that because he's done borehole and he started hearing about the, 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 the home we have and all that. So excited. Then I held his hand. I told him, bring your hand. He brought it. And I said, this girl has nothing to do with this. Be, under this skin, we are all the same. We're human beings. But you remind me of Cornelius in the Bible. I'm looking at him in the eyes. You remind me of Cornelius in the Bible. I told him, you remind me of a person called Cornelius. And I want you to do this. This has nothing to do with religion. This has everything to do with eternal life. I want you to, to ask from your heart. I looked at him in the eyes. Ask God. God, if Jesus Christ is your son, I'm asking you to reveal him to me. Now, this man is even, it was on a Friday. He had his uh, Muslim, uh, Islam regalia on a Friday, having uh, gone, was preparing to go to the mosque. I told him, with, I, I really drew it out of my heart. And, uh, and Deacon Norman is a witness. He had tears in his eyes. And then he was so excited, he put his hand on my head. He's 70. He put his hands on my head and started speaking in Arab. And I thought, he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world, for sure. <laughs> and he did. But I sensed something which no man actually witnessed. I sensed something. He was like a father. Blessing his son. And he said this to the understanding later on. Son, what you are doing, you will know blessings and blessings and blessings. He said, I give all the time because I always receive back what I give. I came to this Kitale town with nothing. I've given and given and given and they know me around because I give all the time. I thought, I wish Christians would know that. Give and it shall come back to you. Oh, but when he placed my, his hand on me, I thought, he that is in me is greater. He's greater. <laughs> but such a generous man. Why did I get into that? Favor. Oh, he ended up buying a cappuccino, praise God. And he said, I'll, I'll, I'll buy you whatever, whatever you, have in, you want to eat over there at this end. You want to be added something? Just, just. I'll pay for that. And he told him this. Anytime they're here, tell, call, tell them. Tell, bring them here. I'll be here. I thought, yeah. Favor. Be thankful. Be thankful, church. All the time. Listen, you have every reason to complain. Around. But don't choose that. Choose gratitude. Let's go back to this. So then in everything... Give thanks, for this is the will of God in what? In Christ Jesus for you. So in everything. Now look at this then. Jesus knew what he would do. For that reason, he was what? Thankful. Because he knew the provision was available. 
Remember, he walked by faith. It, was, it wasn't because he was the son of God, but he knew how to depend on the father. So Jesus knew what he was going to do, so he was thankful. Now listen to what I'm about to say. For us, we know what is already done. Jesus knew what he was going to do, so then he was thankful. But for you and I, we already know what is done. So because you know what he has done, in everything, we give thanks. In everything. What is it that you are facing that has not been covered by your Redeemer? What is it? Is it sin? He shed his blood. Are there struggles and addictions? He shed his blood. He broke the power of the enemy. Is it finances? Are they finances? He already made a way for you to prosper. What about? Is it mental health? He paid the price for you. Completely go check out Isaiah 53 in your own time. What he done is done for you. Listen, there's nothing that you are going through that he has not paid the pride for. What does that mean then? Thankfulness is what follows next. That's the reason we give thanks. Not for the situation, but because of what is done, church. I'm thankful. I thought that one was going to stir you up and you are going to shout and you are going to thank God and you are going just to say thank you, Lord. But you are just seated still. <laughs> now, now look at this, what I've just said there. Let's go to Colossians chapter 1. Now if this doesn't stir you up, then you are rained last night. And I wonder where you are because it started raining late at night. Now look at this in Colossians chapter 1. Let's start from verse 9. For context purpose. <clears throat> for this reason we also, since the day we heard of it, we had it, do not cease to pray for you and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's a prayer. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Look at what follows next verse 11. Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy. Doing what? Giving thanks for, to who? To the Father who has qualified us. who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. We, we, have, we have a neighbor who is married to a, a very big family. You know those big families? And one time they visited. Of course, they had told us that the family is visited. Big family. I won't tell you the family. Because you, you know it very well. But then... When that family visited that time, to our gate and to all around, the, oh, I, I came out and looked at, all these are vehicles. And you know those, not, not the vehicles you know of. 
You understand? Honey, did you see them? Did you check? Oh my goodness. The vehicles that are out there. And the security that was out there. The, around we news. You know, you can tell there's a visit. That's a family. An earthly family. Those vehicles are amazing. Listen, that's an earthly family. Go back to, to please to us the way we are be thankful. Giving thanks to the Father. He's your Father. He's your Father. That has to be a revelation to you, church, that God is your Father. You are a member of the family. It makes the whole difference when it, it, it stops being a mental thing and it's by revelation that God is my Father. It's no longer something that you imagine. It's called a mental ascent. No, it's by revelation. God is my Father. In fact, if I told you the family, say, wow, that's the family who got married to your neighbor's, uh, neighbor's son. Look at this. Giving thanks to the Father. Who has done what? Qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Just this one, church. Jesus knew what you do. We already know what is done. Now look what follows next in verse 13. This is why we give thanks. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. He's delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Verse 14, please. In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians, just a moment, please, over here. Verse 14. Verse 14. This is the reason we give thanks. Let's, let me check it out, please, from the Amplified Classic Version, if you can have it there in the Amplified Classic Version. If really, you cannot be thankful and be depressed at the same time. You can't. The two do not coexist. You ever seen a depressed person say, oh, thank you, hallelujah, dancing and shouting? You see, that's why depression cannot come on Helen. You see, she comes over here and dances. Don't you know she goes through things in the week? I know. I know some. But listen, it can't stay on her. And I hope you do the same in the house. Yeah, Leah, is that true? She does that. Okay, Leah has said that. You do. Not because she's the elder sister. No, the elder sisters have a way of making the point. <laughs> but listen to this. No, where are you? Second Corinthians 2.14. Did I not say that? 2.14, please. 2.14, 2.14. Not 14.1. The Amplified Classic Version. Let's take a long. Let me read the, the one I have here. The New King James Version. It says, Now thanks be to God. 
Now thanks be to God. Who does what? Always. Always. This is the reason you're going through something which is so challenging. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. In Christ, I'm in him, praise God. But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads me in triumph as trophies of Christ's victory. And through us spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. Thanks be to God. This is the reason. Hallelujah. So you're going through a challenging situation, start thanking him. He always, do you know what, do you know what you can give to him to always lead you? Thanksgiving. The only thing he's waiting for you to do is thank him. Jesus, in John chapter 6, knew what you do, but for us we know what is already done. So because we know what is already done, what follows out of our mouths, out of our hearts, is thankfulness to God. You already did it, sir. You already did it. I'm telling you, if you practice that day after day, day after day, church, you'll never know a sorrowful day. Listen, you will be constantly in God's presence. You cannot walk with God with ungrateful heart. Not true. Not true. His presence is provoked by that. Thanksgiving and other aspects of it is praise. His presence all the time. Just provoke that presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So we know what is done for us. So what follows next is Thanksgiving. Let me lead, lead, uh, start directing you, I think in a, in a moment, to Holy Communion, why we ought to approach it with Thanksgiving. We know what is already done for us. Really, I've had to tell, you know, a threatening situation the devil bring it up, a threatened situation. And I say, oh, devil, oh, you could have threatened me that in 1996 before I gave my life to Christ. I had, had every reason to flee, but I will not. Oh, I'll kill you. Oh, if there is a word in English, you shall know the reason you say I'm, I'm unkillable. You will not. <laughs> you will not. I really realized how, how God has helped me. I was, I was telling Norman as he traveled to Kitale. You know, those, those planes are so small. But this one was wonderful. I mean, it, uh, it, it, felt, it felt good in the air. But Tina and I have boarded those little. They look like grasshoppers. Not just little planes. I remember one time we were coming from Masai Mara. And uh, during that time, with the same period, there's, a, there's a, an airplane that has had crashed in Abadeus. When I saw that small plane appear, I thought, oh God, we are going back in this. Anyway, I said, I refuse to fear. I got into that little thing. I entered in. The moment it started taking off, and in Masai Mara, you know, the airstrip is just Maram. The moment it started taking off, 
the wind increased. And it was, you know, like you feel like your stomach is just being taken around. I realized I need to sleep. I really slept by faith. And I slept. And Tina was talking, talking, talking. I slept. When I woke up, just as I was waking up, we were at Wilson Airport. And I landed Tina. I said, oh, honey, you slept. I said, well, I couldn't sleep. I wanted to talk to you so that you can, you can distract me from how the plane was moving. I said, honey, I knew we were not going to die. <laughs> Literally. I knew we were not going to die. It was, it was scary. You know, when you have those little, you know, for me, I see like a grasshopper just being taken around by the wind. There's a reason to, there's a, in the natural, there's a reason to fear. I refuse to fear. Home is, heaven is my home. And I'm not going to die prematurely. So the other time when you are landing, he bought that plane, he lands in Kakamega, and then from Kakamega, 15 minutes to, to Kitale. So when it's, it's landing, I thought, man, I have no fear. Usually you, you have those small planes, you see people holding tight to the seats. What is that going to help? How, how is that going to help? Holding the seat tight doesn't help. <laughs> if you're going to fly out, will you, that seat help you? Sleep. Sleep. I told Tina, Jesus slept in the boat in the midst of the turmoil in the ocean, in the sea. He slept. I chose the way of Jesus, sleeping. Hallelujah. Do you get something out of this? I'll continue Thanksgiving next week. I may be a bit personal next week. Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet, please. Let me, let me give you a little bit of this as you stand up. In Psalm 95, one of my favorite Psalms, actually. Psalm 95. In verse 1, it says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Are you a doer of the word? You're just staring at me and you are supposed to be acting on the word. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. I can hear you sing a new song to the Lord. <laughs> Lift up thanksgiving, hallelujah. Come on, some of you are yawning, not singing. <laughs> but we say, oh come let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyful to the rock of our salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, shout joyful, shout joyful, shout joyful. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Now look what God follows next. Let us come before his presence with what? I can hear you say thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Why is that so? Because I know what he has done for me. I know what he has done for me. I've read it in the book and I believe it. I know what he has done for me. I know what I'm going through, but I know what he has done for me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So what is that? We come into his presence with thanksgiving and let us shout joyful to him with psalms. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, li I, like, I like saying this, that I shout joyful to him with psalms. I think of a psalm, and I think of, uh, of a psalm 103, and I say, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. I bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Let us shout joyful to him with psalms. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. So that word coming into his presence with thanksgiving. That's a big word right there. It's the Hebrew word toda. Toda. What does it mean? It means adoration. It means praise. This word is derived from the word yada. Yada means to give thanks, to praise. And the root of yada is yad, Y-A-D. Those who have been in church for this long time, you know, we've taught this on Pastor Carl in the past many years ago. And I've done it actually. The root, the root of yada is yard, which means hand. Yard is hand. Thus, to thank or praise God is to lift or extend one's hands in thanks to Him. So that's the reason you lift up our hands. Would you lift your hands and thank Him? Would you lift up your hands and thank Him? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you and we praise you. Just lift up those hands to Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just continue thanking Him. I just sense the atmosphere changing right now. Just start thanking Him for what you've gone through, for, for what He has done for you, not what you've gone through, but what He has done for you. Thank Him. For His healing, thank Him for your healing. Thank you that you are healed. I can hear your voice. Just lift your voice and thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, my Redeemer. Thank you, Lord, my Savior. Thank you, Lord, my Healer. Thank you, Lord, my Strength. Thank you, Lord, my Provider. Oh, I give you thanks. Thank you, Lord, for you lead me to triumph all the time. All the time. Thank you, Lord. 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 Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, Father, we lift up thanksgiving and praise. Because you are good and your mercy endures forever. Because you are good and your mercy endures forever. Just stay in that attitude of thanksgiving and praise. Because you are good and your mercy endures forever. We give thanks to you, Father, for your good. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Giving you thanks, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It provokes His presence. It provokes His goodness. Thanksgiving does. Provokes His presence. It provo provokes His provision. Ha, ha, ha. It provokes everything that He has done for you. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. Continue thanking Him. Thanking Him. Thanking Him. Oh, if you feel like that's... Your, your, your known language is over. Go ahead and do it in tongues. Thanking Him. Yeah, the man is tired. 
Yeka yanda mando sebeke da bando ya sedeke saye dea. Thank you Lord, thank you Lord. Ganga de bai, ganga de bai, ganga de bai, ganga le sedeke saye da. Woo, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God. There's someone who's being healed from stomach complications as you thank him. As you thank him, stomach complications be healed. You're being healed as you thank him. Gandema and Astade Sedeke Standanda Manda Sedestea. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A grieving spirit is leaving you. A grieving spirit is leaving you. Sorrow is leaving you. Gangas, as you thank him, as you thank him, just go ahead and thank him. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Ha 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 ha. Woo, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you. Gangeda, mandas, sedekesa, dadanda, mandaya, desea. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yo, yeah. The spirit of joy for heaviness. The spirit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joy, 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 joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Master That grief has left you, that sorrow has left you. Now it's joy. The world of gladness. The world of gladness. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I felt that spirit of grief leaving someone. Grief and sorrow. Left you complete. Now start thanking him more. Thanking him more. And focus on him. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we worship you, our Lord. Just tell him, please. We worship you, our Lord. Hallelujah. We worship you. Remember, I, I, I told you that if you are truly grateful, you are a thankful person. And what follows next is adoration. Adoration is worship. Because you are thankful. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. You are thankful. You start saying this, Lord, you could do all this for me. Just for me. Just for me. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Just sing a song to him. We worship you, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because you are good to me. I worship you. You are good, good to me. Oh, I worship you. Oh, you have been good to me. Oh Lord, I live to worship you. Thanksgiving and praise to you, Lord. Lord, our Redeemer. We thank you, Father. I lift up thanksgiving for every person in this house. I lift up thanksgiving, Father, for all your goodness upon them. I lift up thanksgiving, Father. 
For even everyone watching, because you are good, there is no evil in you. You are good. You are good. Your mercy endures forever. Lord, may your goodness be revealed to your people. As we come to this end of 2023, may much thanksgiving come from your people, Father. Focusing on your goodness. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God.